Podcast. Backbeat Podcast aims to bring the behind the scenes of the Australian music industry to the audience with an entertaining yet honest and transparent look into all facets of the industry, all while bringing new local music to new ears. We're still learning the ropes, so there may be a few editing and quality hiccups. Forgive us, but listen till the end to find out who our first official guest will be. Have a laugh with us and enjoy. Hey, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Backbeat Podcast. Brought to you by Gabby and Jamil. Very exciting. Yeah. Hey, what's up? That's good. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay, so Backbeat is going to be a podcast released monthly featuring updates on the Australian music industry. Um, We want to have a bunch of interviews and performances with some Australian artists and industry pros, letting you guys know what really goes on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's going to be more or less from our point of view. Everything's subjective. Yeah. Um, yeah, we want to do like a lot of like reviews and stuff, like let you know what gigs we've been to, what we've been listening to lately, doing a lot of sharing. Like we'd love to hear what you guys are listening to. Um, if you've got like some good, like some friends and bands or like a local band you love, like we'd love to try and get them on the show, chat to them, see what, see what they're up to. But yeah, that's basically what we want to do. We are based in Melbourne, mm-hmm. so we might be a little bit biased <laughs> towards <laughs> the Melbourne scene, but um, this There's is music scene in Australia. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? The, the capital? Is it the capital of the world now? Music capital, music capital of the, the world. world? What? I think. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, Google that. <laughs> Bring up Jamie. <laughs> um, I think be, that's the case, though. That would be crazy. Nope, it's Texas. That Bullshit. makes so much sense. Bullshit. Nashville, Grand Ole Opry, that makes so much sense. Whatever. Well, we're of Australia now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there's literally just a little bit of ABC, so biased, Australia. Um, Melbourne is the live music capital of the world. Okay? Live, music. live music. Yeah, I thought so. But yeah, that's where we're based, that's basically. Sick. Sorry for that tangent. <laughs> Had to find out. We better know our shit. Yeah, um, basically, first episode... We just want to introduce ourselves a little bit, talk about like our journey in the music industry. How we got here. Yeah. Where we want to go, what bands we like, um, and then maybe go in a little bit more into what we want to do with this podcast in the future. So Jamil, tell me about, tell us, me and the listeners, tell us how you got here. When did you first discover, I guess, that music was a passion? Your thing. Your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I started getting involved with, like, live events when I was 16, 17, um, back in Bendigetto um, with Freezer, which is run by The Push, which is, again, a Melbourne-based sort of youth-focused music mm-hmm. program. Australian awesome organisation. Like, they do mm. a lot of really cool stuff. We'll probably be talking about them quite a lot, actually, mm-hmm. them and their artists. Um, but, yeah, I started doing stuff with Freezer locally, running gigs. We had quite a few decent gigs come through, actually. We had a few name drops, like The Vans, <laughs> Tired Lion, um, some really sick acts come through. We got to stage manage and organise all of that, and that kind of kick-started my interest into everything I, I'd never even thought about actually joining the music industry before that um but I saw how it all went on behind the scenes and found out that I really actually liked it I think the biggest thing 
it sounds really almost really shitty mm-hmm. but I like being able to say that I do it <laughs> I mean why do it if you can't be proud of it yeah you know? I feel like there's too much I feel like we should be allowed to be like hey like I do this and it's sick it's sick I'm you really know? happy about it yeah um because people are always like oh my god you did what for who like, yeah yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that's where it started um after that I went straight from year 12 into doing a diploma of event management which in all honesty was not the most thought out thing I've done just because I went through a private college that wasn't very well known and paid $25,000 to learn how to use Excel, (laughs) which was great for my student debt. Um, And then I went straight to co-arts, which is where we both met. It is. Um, Mm. Doing a Bachelor of Entertainment Management, which I'm about to finish. Um, Between now and then, I've done a lot of festival work, a lot of stage management, a lot of stuff through Destroyer Lines in particular, so like Bang and Next and Plastic. And currently I work at Stay Gold, which is a lot of fun. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of festivals. It's a lot of live stuff. That's my big thing is managing all the live Mm. stuff. What would you say your favourite kind of festival job has been? Or like most memorable, maybe? Job? Yeah. Oh, I've got to think through what I've even done now. Mm. Probably, I don't know if it was necessarily a positive (laughs) thing, Mm -hmm. but it's the most memorable was probably doing Beyond the Valley. Mm -hmm. Because I think I remember you telling me about a lot of things happened there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although I don't know (laughs) if I should say. Yeah. Just say it was a memorable it experience. It was memorable. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of shit going yeah, on. Yeah, wow. Um, if you want to know more, DM Jamil yeah, privately. The, <laughs> the Instagram, the, the yeah. Backbeat Instagram. That's at the Bagpeat Podcast. Uh, no spaces, no underscores. No nothing. Yeah. We own our name. Haha. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, and then actually mm. my favourite thing that I've done event-wise, mm-hmm. just all together is the house gigs. Yeah. 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 So like, Tell us about that. Tell us more how you got into that stuff from so, the beginning. Yeah. So I've always liked running my own events. I've been doing it for a couple of years, but most of the time it had been the support of like Freezer, so like help with funding and venue. Mm-hmm. Like a bigger kind of organization. Organization. Yeah. Organization. <laughs> <laughs> but never you being like the sole at the top. Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah. I guess that's where I like to be not on a huge huge level like I wouldn't want to run something like Beyond the Valley on my own I yeah because that's stressful as all, yeah. as all hell um but yeah small stuff like the house gigs which was basically just booking my own bands turning my house into a live venue for a night mm-hmm. and you know having free pizza ticketed event inviting the public mm-hmm. in and supporting a bunch of local bands that I know and like myself um and they went surprisingly well yeah I remember rocking up to the first one and like the courtyard was like filled with people it was I was like what yeah we I was so scared we were gonna like have too many people because it was so full in and out Mm. um 
And, like, between sets, you know, people went out into the courtyard and it kind of emptied out a little bit inside. But, like, yeah. we, we, were, we were pretty, pretty full. And I was walking around like, these people are here because <laughs> I did this. Like, I put this on. Yeah. And the bands, I, I think I got feedback from Louis, who I live with from Astronauty. He said at that time that it was the best gig they played. That's crazy. And I was like, <laughs> like mind blown. I was like, yeah, bitch. Like I did that. That's such a bad bitch. Yeah. Boss bitch. Boss, Boss yes. bitch. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. And then we did it again in, was it July? End of July or June? Mm, I think it was July. Maybe July. July 26th, I think mm. it was. Um, where I had more, more local bands that I didn't know as well play. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had their own, they had more of a base, a fan base of their own. So mm-hmm. we brought in a lot more public people rather than just group friend groups that we already had. Yeah. Um, and Definitely in like a good spot to do yeah. it as well. In the heart of Brunswick. Brunswick is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and like we had $10 on the door, free pizza and then a raffle running. And we spent, I think it was $400 and I think we made Four or five hundred, and we made eight hundred. Mm. I think it was. Yeah, which is um, awesome. We made three hundred and thirty dollars profit, so whatever the numbers were, we made three hundred and thirty profit, which was great. That all ended up going back to paying the bands, mm-hmm. but the fact that we were able to say, you know, we made all that money back, we covered costs. Yeah, it was a great event. It's all over social media. It was just a lot of fun. And actually, like paying these bands as well, and not just being yes. like, "Hey, come and play this fun gig." Like, it's just for, for free. fun, yeah. for free. You have some pizza, like, which was originally what the plan was. Yeah, actually, yeah. being able to pay them would have been probably like pretty huge for them as well. Yeah, I think we ended up being able to give them a hundred each or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. which for a independent house gig that isn't a venue, isn't licensed, like, yeah, as a venue, anything like that. It was just a house show that we invited people to to be able to do that and say that it was as successful as it was is a really big step for me, I think. Mm. So that, that was sick. Yeah, um, for sure. That was my favorite. Um, It'd be, we're hoping maybe in the future as well, we'd have a, a backbeat. Yeah. Sponsored show, you know, of sorts. Yeah. Exciting things coming. Maybe fingers crossed. Fingers and toes. <laughs> um, Tell me about some local bands you like. Some like Melbourne, like some Melbourne-based bands. Melbourne bands, yeah. There's the there's the main obvious ones like Slowly Slowly mm. and stuff like that that mm-hmm. people know pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say have running running my own record label right now as well. I'm biased <laughs> with that. Something mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really really into astronauts stuff. Um, they're on Spotify and Apple Music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's astronaut with a Y at the end, yep. just for clarification. Astro naughty. <laughs> naughty. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, other big bands. I can't even think of any names right now. That's really bad. Mm. But in the genre of Slowly Slowly is my prime music interest, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the punk, alt rock kind of. Yeah kind of scene a little, little bit of indie mm-hmm. indie rock kind I of. feel like I feel like Australia does does that genre pretty well we do we do mm. like, like surf rock even what mm. was that band that we saw we went to a gig together a while ago and mm-hmm. there was a support act for someone <sighs> where was it 
I can't even think. Um, it was when I took you when I was um, reviewing someone for Amplify. Oh, it was it was hands like houses. It, it was, was it was um it was their support. Oh my pilots. gosh! Pilots, yes. Oh, pilots, they were so good. They're so good. <laughs> oh, check out pilots. They were mash. That's PLTS oh. though. Let's yeah. Just... Yes. No um about... no vowels. No, no vowels. vowels. Pults. Pults. We were standing there watching. We were looking up at the, the banners <laughs> everywhere. And we're like, how do you say that? <laughs> yeah, oh, they were sick. They were great. I totally I forgot about I them. I was in Melbourne. Um, they might be New South Wales or like yeah. ACT because that's where hands like houses are from. That's true. They're from. No, they're from. They're from Canberra. Are they? Yeah. Who's from Brisbane? Not not them. Someone I keep thinking of is from Brisbane. Byron Bay. Okay. Pilots New South Byron Wales. Bay. Yeah, but Australian nonetheless. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good one. They were great. And bugs, I've gotten into recently mm-hmm. too. They're pretty cool. They're Melbourne. Mm, New South Wales. New South Wales, I think. Brisbane. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So now I'm here. I'm about to finish my Bachelor at Coal Arts. And then it's out into the big, wide, scary world. Mm. (laughs) 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 What do you reckon you're going to go from there? Any any plans or like... I'm about to start booking at Stay Gold. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that'll... What um, What is booking involved? Involved just for people who might not know what that is. Booking the bands, um, organizing the time, the date, everything like that, making sure that they have everything ready for them when they turn up, kind of thing. I haven't actually officially started yet, mm-hmm. so they might. Um, it's going to be a learning curve. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can but, see that being hella dramatic and frustrating in the most negative <laughs> way. Not necessarily what it would be like. For everything but like i don't know those like fussy dramatic bands I've had i don't know divas yeah through, divas through bang good. and stuff mm-hmm. oh my god but that's another story yeah <laughs> i've talked for however long it's your turn <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's where i'm cool. at so where did you mm-hmm. begin um i guess i guess i started really getting into music probably in high school and I discovered Triple J. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, there's more music than just Top 40, what's playing yeah. on, like, local radio stations. Oh, stereo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and probably as well from, like, I started guitar lessons when I was 11, I think. I think through doing that, I found a lot of, like, acoustic, like, singer-songwriter artists mm-hmm. that, like, I wanted to learn how to play their music and stuff. Like, um artists like like city and color oh yeah all that amazing acoustic stuff who else um who did i like playing oh, missy higgins oh classic yeah um i still whip out her songs at parties when i'm a little bit drunk yep you do <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing it's um, amazing yeah and then i guess going through high school i was in like school bands um, mostly doing like a lot of covers and stuff. Yeah, in high school, I would play in a lot of bands or in like duos and stuff, playing a ton of covers, which is super fun. Um, never really did heaps of performing outside of school because I was just a nervous gal. Yeah, anxiety. <laughs> anxiety. 
never really thought I was like kind of good enough to perform in front of people, but like I still loved it anyway. Um, I remember in year 10, we did like a, um, like a songwriting workshop with Lior. I don't know if you know Lior. No. No. Um, he's like pretty famous Australian singer songwriter. He was pretty cool. Okay. Um, and we, my little band wrote honestly the funkiest little song. Well, it was, um, it was <laughs> Gak. That's spelled G-A-K-K. Okay. It was like the first letter of all our names. Yeah. That was um the best we could come up with. There was a lot of fighting trying to name that yeah. bloody band. It's yeah. a thing. Gak. Yeah. <laughs> that would stick now with the current Triple yeah. J culture. It totally it would yeah. stick. It would like, yeah, like with bugs. Yeah. Or like, it's another Let's. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a super fun experience. We got to play our song in front of like the school, which was crazy, and like people actually liked it. Yeah. Um, but like that. There's a dog. Shh. Go. Caesar. Shh. That never really amounted to anything, but like kind of stopped performing and playing music around year 12 mm-hmm. because I thought it would be a great idea to study music I thought it would be (laughs) and like study performance yeah it was kind of like um like a tertiary it wasn't tertiary level it was like it gave you points towards an arts degree I think if you ended up going to the University of Tasmania so like preemptive points towards yeah it was like um one unit's worth or something like completing this this whole course um Oh, I didn't even, I haven't even, I'm from Launceston, Tasmania, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> little, little town just outside of Launceston. Oh, I feel like I should have talked about that. Oh, I guess I'm not quite there. That's okay. Um, yeah, Launceston, Tasmania. Lived there my whole life. But yeah, year 12, started to study performance and I hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I decided to do vocals instead of guitar because I didn't think I was good enough at guitar to to do that, to focus yeah. on that. I'm like, oh, I guess, like, my voice is okay. Like, I'll do that. And I remember, like, the first assessment, it was assessed by these two guys from the university and, like, they were just, like, so intimidating anyway. And, like, I sung, like, my first song and they just, like, destroyed me <gasps> with criticism. No. How were you at um, Oh, like 17, 18, okay. 18 yeah. mid-18. What song did I sing? It was like Scar by Missy Higgins. So oh, like, I love yeah. this song, like, so fun, like, so easy. Yeah. Like, it'll be perfect. And they were like, nah, you didn't do it, ju- like, didn't do it justice. <sighs> like, just like ripped into me about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for crushing my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. I remember, like, going to my music teacher being like, I don't want to do this course anymore. Like, nah, like. No. These guys are horrible. Really I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do music anymore. Nah, I hate it. And he, like, kind of, he didn't make me, but he encouraged me, like, just finish it. But yeah, so basically that whole course just really put me off wanting to perform in front of people mm. after just being, like, criticised so harshly. Because then I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm shit. What, they think My I'm brother. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucked a yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I still don't really do anything now. 
largely due to that, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that was a shame. But, um, because like hearing you at parties and everything when you, when you do get drunk, <laughs> you know, your scar, it's great. Oh, stop it. It's so good. <laughs> it was fun. But anyway, um, like it didn't stop me from like enjoying like listening to music mm-hmm. and like listening to other people play music. Not at all. Still loved it. Um, like I think a lot of people think that nothing really goes on in Tasmania and we're just like a little island of savages. We're <laughs> cousins, merry cousins. With no teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like some amazing live music. Yeah. In Tasmania. What's, what's like in the festival, the main festival. Um, so we have Party in the Paddock, yeah. which is solely, it's like done like 20 minutes outside of Launceston. I think next year, it's, it's always usually done in like the start of Feb. I think next year is going to be like its eighth installment and like it's honestly just gotten bigger and bigger. I'm pretty sure um, it started out as like a bunch of mates together celebrating one of their mates who had passed away. That's how it all started. It was just them kind of celebrating him and like having some bevs and like some music and stuff. And then like the next year they got some more bands and some more people came. And then it just kind of kept growing and growing. I remember I went for the first time in 2015. So I would have been in like year 11. Mm. Um, And it was at that point, I think people under 18 had to have a guardian. Yeah. And they just had to like sign a form kind of thing. Um, And it was like BYO, so people would just like fill their cars to the brim with whatever alcohol they could kind of find. Yeah. And I remember it was just one stage, one little stage, and then just like one kind of camping area. Yeah. Like it wasn't huge, but it wasn't tiny. And then I remember going back like two years later and it was huge. Like the amount they had expanded was crazy. Yeah. Like just the amount it blew up. And like the, the lineup for that year, it was like group love, um, who else? Um, Meg Mac. But yeah, anyway, that's really put Tazzy on the map, I think, mm. with local music. But then also on top of that, obviously, we have Falls Festival in Marion Bay, which has been running for however long. And it's like just like the best kind of location, I think. It's just like the best location to have a festival. Like you're literally right on the beach. You wake up all seedy, hungover, disgusting. 20 minute walk to the beach and you're just refreshed and ready for a whole nother day yeah of madness yeah you should you it's should be their marketing <laughs> <laughs> falls hit me up <laughs> um but yeah and then there's like heaps there's like dark mofo down in hobart lots of more like obscure more local artists and musicians it's a very um very arty yeah kind of festival yeah uh what other festivals do we have we have like junction arts festival which i think is just launceston which is like very homegrown it's just like it's like music art a lot of poetry slam poetry is huge in tasmania yeah oh my god (laughs) yeah it's real popular i remember going to one year 12 year 11 or year 12 and that was like so they were like eh, i don't really want to talk about slam poetry Um, waving your arms <laughs> I feel like I've just gone off track um, 
Yeah. Anyway, back to you. Back to me. So I spent my gap year after year 12 in Launceston, just working. And that's probably when I got more into like the local kind of music scene there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I first started listening to like, um, like the Saxons and the Sleepyheads. Like I'm sure like a few of you probably know the Sleepyheads. Like they've gotten some great rotation on Triple J, which is amazing. They've supported, um, they've done music with the boys from Luca Brazi, which are another amazing mm. um, Tassie band. They're from the, the coast. They're doing really they play well. a huge role in like the Aussie kind of punk hardcore yeah. scene. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're like lovely boys as well. I feel um, like Violent Soho is very big influence on Australian music at the moment. Yeah. Just that, yeah. That genre. that genre. Yeah, 100%. Basically my gap year, yeah, I went to heaps of gigs. There were a surprising amount of, like, good bands that came to Launceston that year. I remember I saw San Cisco, Meg Mac. They were all at, like, this little club called Club 54. So many memories there of, like, mm. live music and just, like... <laughs> messy nights out (laughs) um but I don't think it's actually a venue anymore I think it got sold and is like a Hillsong church now or something which is extra disappointing (laughs) (laughs) after that you came to Collards yeah um I remember first hearing about Collards I think in year 11 and I was like oh yeah that could be cool and that's I was like I want to do the performance course because I was still wanting to do music at that point crushed yet yeah come year 12 I was like hell no there's no way I can do that because I'm bad apparently you know but then I found the entertainment management course which saw like the behind the scenes stuff and I was like that could be really fun Mm -hmm. I think I would really enjoy doing that like imagine working at a festival and seeing and working with all these amazing bands that you love and like networking with them yeah like that's crazy yeah um so, yeah, I applied and I got in and I was like, heck, I'm moving to Melbourne. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. I remember I moved, got to Melbourne on January 26th, Australia Day. Huh? Yeah. And I had nowhere to live. <laughs> I was staying with a friend near Williamstown and he was kind of like, oh, yeah, like you can stay with us for a couple weeks before uni starts up. Three weeks later, still no avail. It's hard to afford a place here it wasn't even that though it was just like i'm sure so many people in melbourne know how tough it is to find somewhere to live through fairy floss on facebook (laughs) it is impossible like oh like you think like there are heaps of people posting like houses and like available rooms and stuff yeah and like from all the messages you send to people probably like 20 percent will respond yeah and like even less will like let you go and inspect the room or whatever it was tough but I ended up joining up with these two girls I found on Flatmates. And literally the day I was going to be like, look, I need to go find somewhere else. Like, I can't keep looking with you guys. We got a house. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, good. Great. <laughs> but yeah, started up uni that same week, I think. And orientation was crazy. I made like seven friends. <laughs> like that's the most I've ever like, had. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just did not expect to connect with people so quickly and so easy people say like when you start uni they're like that's where you find your people like yeah. that's where and like it's so true <laughs> you don't believe it like thank happens. you mom you were right yeah. 
Yeah. And like people that like I'm still friends with to this day, like I met that first orientation day. Yeah. Yeah. First two tries of call outs. Absolutely loved it. I was very excited to like get into volunteering at festivals and like other like uni run stuff. But then I ended up having to get a job because living in Melbourne is hella expensive. Gotta pay rent. Yeah. And um, Centrelink just was not helping me. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) and yeah, so I ended up getting a hospital job. So I couldn't really have like my weekends free to like volunteer heaps of stuff. And I was kind of like, oh, like I can like volunteer at other stuff. Like work needs to kind of come first at the moment. Yeah. And like, that's kind of just how it stayed. Got to like the end of my first year of uni just getting like bogged down with like work and just like personal stuff. And I was mm. like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Just like all these things running through my head. Are you still deferred or are you dropped out? No, I've, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Try three was super tough. Like um, the units were tougher. We had moved to a different campus as well. Mm, so many campuses. Yeah. So I was like, not like out of my comfort zone, but it was like, it was more difficult to get to, so I was like, oh, like, don't want to go. Like, it's going to take me so long to get there and, like, yeah. get home, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, start of second year, I was like, look, I'm going to have a break. Just work, just chill out. Yeah. And the break is still going. <laughs> but, um, but, no, I ended up cancelling my enrolment. So I finished up still with a diploma yeah. of entertainment management, which is, like, a great thing to have under my belt. But, um. Yeah, I don't think I want to really keep studying. I kind of, I don't know, just like didn't want to do music at all anymore. Mm. I'm still, I'm still kind of like that, but like I'm very excited to be doing this, doing the podcast, yeah, getting back into the music scene and like seeing what people are doing. Um, it's like a refresher on it all. Yeah, and like being able to support artists like what I wanted to be doing in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be. It'll be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here is hoping. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, very, very excited. Much excited. Yeah. Yeah, me and Jamil, we met at Call Arts. I'm trying to think of like, oh, oh no, no. Wait, I'm trying to think of like the moment where we actually really met and spoke. Mm. I remember I made friends with Charlotte and then we were in different courses and we just kind of Mm-hmm. split off from each other yeah I feel like it I think because we were just in the same classes it kind of just came yeah from that no oh my god no I remember <laughs> it was it was the same time I met my wonderful girlfriend Amy <laughs> sitting across from us right now <laughs> no okay so we were on the 109 tram going away from uni back into the city yeah and like I was kind of there by myself I think I got on there by myself and Jamil and Amy were like kind of standing near me and I could hear them um like referencing vines to each other <gasps> yes yeah. oh my god and I was like oh my god oh my god yes I know vines like these guys are hilarious <laughs> I, I want to be friends with them and you were doing the lady trying to get onto the bus with them <gasps> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, is that that vine? And you're like, ah, yeah. And then we just started yeah. talking about vines. And oh. a friendship blossomed. Amazing. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the point. Mm. Oh, people probably thought we were crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was like a full tram. Yeah. I'm like so sure. Yeah. Mm. And we're just shameless. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, fine, man. Bring it back. Oh, TikTok's taking over and I can't deal with it. It's actually pretty funny. It's okay. TikTok's pretty good. There's a lot of the humor that I don't get, though. Yeah, it's very, like, TikTok. It's niche. Um, yeah. 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 But some of it is so funny. I'm just staring at you because you're playing. Okay, like, it's <laughs> no, you need to scroll through Amy's feed. She's got yeah. some funny stuff on there. Oh, but yeah. So we met at Call Arts. We actually ended up moving in together. Yeah. Well, I moved into where she was living like midway through last year, I think. It was, yeah. Yeah, or maybe like around this time. Yeah. It was more. It was just. It was like it was before summer. It was August-ish. August-ish. August. Yeah. Which was really fun. And because we were living together, I remember third, third try of uni, mm. we did a journalism course together. Mm-hmm. And one of the assessments was interviewing someone and you had to like, did you have to like pretend to be a professional and like know something about the industry? I don't know. It was some kind of like interview thing. And you could either do it live, like in front of the class. And we were both like, hell Fuck no, no. <laughs> no way are we doing that. So we ended up like recording it and then just playing the recording in front Which of the class. Which didn't even end up going very well anyway. Oh, it looked... There it, so many technical <laughs> errors and they didn't even play the whole thing. Yeah. And people were just like, what was that? It was that? so uncomfortable. <laughs> we were like really proud to play it. Yeah. Like, we were like, what have we done? <laughs> we had like little jokes and then we'd be like, oh my God, people are going to laugh so hard yes. at this. And they just kind of sat there staring. And we're like, guys. <laughs> but that's like kind of where this idea first came to life and we're like it would totally be so fun to do a podcast at that time and just talk shit pocket fiasco pocket fiascos yeah we wanted to get mad about (laughs) women's clothes not having enough pockets am i right ladies not not good enough pockets yeah inadequate (laughs) inadequate yeah we were gonna be talking talking more about just kind of random whatever we wanted to but um there's gonna be a lot of social issues yeah but this i think is a lot more focused yeah even with i think we're still struggling to put things together but (laughs) but that's fine we're learning as we're going we've had some lessons that we've had to learn but that's fine i think the um the byline sort of thing the catchphrase that i have on the website at Mm. the moment is um we're still working out the kinks here Mm -hmm. but it's something like stick around we we promise we've got a good playlist for the ride or something like Mm -hmm. that which we're hoping to (laughs) cultivate (laughs) at some point (laughs) you know i think it's just like it's gonna be a get better as we go definitely kind of thing yeah like we know what we'd like to achieve but it's just getting there yeah which is the same with anything and honestly, we need help from you guys. We want to know what you guys want to hear. Obviously, we don't want to be talking about stuff that you don't care about. Or ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> All the yeah. time. Like, this is been- Which is what we've done. But, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, we want to be bringing, like, relevant news, like, what's happening in the industry, like, any kind of, like, issues. Ideally, what- we want to get everyone's perspective. Yeah. We want to know what bands you're loving, and we'd love to listen to them and then talk about them. You know, and we'd I love to bring you bands that you don't, you've never heard of. Then yeah. we, we might show you your new favorite band. That would send, be great. Send us your band. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest things is that there's a lot of secrecy and smoke screens mm. in the industry. And ideally, there yeah. to be no bullshit. That's 100% a thing I learned being at Collarts. Yes. There's so much more goes on 
than what you think yeah it's uh, yeah it's, it's kind of scary sometimes yeah <laughs> I remember like learning about like um we did like a lot of legal mm. units at Call Arts learning about like the rights to your music and like how that works and like how much artists are really being paid for just their songs fuck all it's yeah <laughs> it's just not what you think it's gonna be at all no and like it's a lot of fake glamour from yeah. the outside. Yeah. Very enticing to yeah. young musicians. But yeah, it's con- like contracts and managers and like distributors. Like, oh. So much paperwork. Yeah. For not a lot of return sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd love to tell you about it in a fun, upbeat way. <laughs> Wait, well, like we don't want to shit on the industry because obviously we're part of it and we, we enjoy it. We think it's a great thing. But yeah. there's a lot that we would like to investigate and understand mm. ourselves and help other people understand so yeah. what they're getting into. Yeah. Um, and also to better appreciate what the artists go through mm. to get to where they yeah. are. Because yeah. especially like our focus is to be local music, local Australian music, and a lot goes into getting literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like being able, the amount of money you spend on, I, I was reading a post just, just before mm-hmm. and it was like, you need to support your your local artists. Like, don't get shitty about paying five yeah. or ten dollars on the door because they right. don't get any of that. Stop. That covers yeah. their costs, mm-hmm. and they get like a cent at the end. Stop posting on your event pages on Facebook, being like, "What are the set times? We just want to see yeah. the main band." Like, no, like show up, support the support. You know, because you know you never know what you're going to discover. Your favorite band was once a support act. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. you really need to get in there and help where you can because otherwise it's just it's just not going to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone has the whole, like, you know, I knew them when they were nothing attitude. <laughs> like, I was in first. It's like, well, be in first. Yeah. Do it. Go find Brag yourself. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go brag about seeing what, who's up and coming. Astronauty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, we have a gig coming up at Stay Gold on November 17th. <laughs> Be there. I'm sure eventually we'd love to put together like a gig guide as well. Yes, we do have our website. It's all up and running. We'll likely be adding more and more to that as mm-hmm. we go on. So definitely check it out. Keep your eyes on that one. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys know of gigs coming up of like smaller bands that people might not know of, tell us. Yeah, let us put it on the gig on. guide. We'll post about it. We're here for you. We're here for the people. <laughs> the people. <laughs> um, um, the <laughs> one, two, three. Um, <laughs> I think another big thing that a lot of people talk about, but it's always going to need to be talked about, is health and well-being, mm-hmm. especially in an industry like this where emotional well-being is such a huge part of the creative process mm-hmm. and how people make their music and make their you know their projects mm-hmm. and everything yeah and ideally we again it would be our main value to promote mental health and awareness and reaching out when you need it and things like that mm-hmm. yeah definitely especially with music being such a big crutch for people to lean on when they are struggling mm-hmm. being on both sides of the industry we totally understand that and would like to further support both the people creating it but also obviously the people listening to it and making it possible as well so mental health is a huge focus of ours as well i think yeah 100 percent. i think a lot of people sometimes forget that artists and musicians celebrities oh my god celebrities go through the same things as us as well yeah. 
We're all human. Yeah, we'd love to create a cute little community where we can all love and support each other, share music and stories, good and bad. Yeah. We're 100% will share some of our good and bad experiences on this journey. Yeah. We, I know we've both had our fair share. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, we'd love to hear anything from any of you guys. Stories, music, issues, anything. anything we we want to know. We want to help. We want to talk. We want to share. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're very, very excited to see what happens. Get this going. See what's coming. Yeah. Don't let it flop. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> um, what's your weirdest industry experience? Oh, weirdest industry experience. Oh. Hmm. Or like most weird. Or I'm trying to think of like weird stuff like the bands on stage have done. I can like think of, I can like see it. But I'm like, who, who are you? <laughs> who was it? Who was it? I don't know. All I can really think of is like memorable like live performances where the performers have kind of just like gone a bit above and beyond than just like playing their music mm-hmm. like bands like like the bennings like their energy is crazy like their front man in his amazing black milk tights see oh my god running around the stage is just like a sight everyone needs to see it's amazing it just makes you so happy see now like, the fact that you've seen them and I haven't is really bad on me yeah it's <laughs> because I work with Antu mm-hmm. and I was supposed to go see them even just last week mm-hmm. he's a brilliant didn't. front man he's hilarious yeah um he's such a sweetheart I've seen I've been to festivals where they've lifted up the guy in the wheelchair so that yes. he can see he can be up in the crowd and everyone's just been like rushed in there to help like which was like amazing. I think it was during like John Butler trio yeah. at Falls, like forever ago, um, which was like one of my first ever festival experiences. So that was an amazing thing to see. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, people are amazing. Skegs, they're insane <laughs> on stage. Um, that's that's all I need to say about that. <laughs> people. They're know. crazy boys. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite bands used to be this Miss Street band. Yeah. They were, like, huge for me. Like, I think I was shown them in, like, my early teens when they just had, like, their couple of EPs out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are amazing. And, like, they were, like, one of my my main bands for mm. so long. And, like, after all the stuff that has gone on, like, the last couple of years, I'm so on the fence yeah, about it now. There's a lot of drama. Yeah. I don't really want to take any sides or anything, but... um. Anyway, that's something that we can talk about another yeah. time. But, like, I saw them probably over ten times yeah. live, like, both in Tassie and Melbourne, festivals, solo gigs, like, and, like, their live show is amazing. Like, I reckon half of them I've probably, like, teared up at because, yeah. like, we're always honestly, he's a great frontman yeah. of a band and, like, he speaks to the crowd like you're his friends, Yeah, you know. Like, he can just connect and that's the best. A room full of people. Yeah. A room full of strangers. That's what you want from a live act. Yeah. With a couple of songs, like a lyric, you know, like yeah. that everyone screams. Oh, it's like the dream lab show you want to go to. That's like what bands should be like aiming for. Yeah. That like connectiveness. Sure. Um, it's not weird. Not a weird moment, but memorable. Just, Just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Made a big difference mm. to your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
What about you? Weird, weird, memorable, fun, not fun, live music experience. Um, the most recent one I was telling you about earlier was um, a week or two ago. Um, I went to a gig at Stagold on a Wednesday night. Um, Lydia, who will be one of our guests at some point, uh, booked Cancer Bats to play for her birthday gig. I believe that's what happened anyway. I'd never seen them, never looked into their music, figured I'd show up to say happy birthday, ended up being front row and smashed into the stage <laughs> as you do at a heavy yes. gig. It had been a long time since I'd been punched in the back of the head at a gig. <laughs> had you missed it? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> but it had been a while and I couldn't, like, the guy behind me was this really long-haired Yahoo who kept, like, <laughs> he kept, like, headbanging and it was so sweaty and so long and it was, like, like a literal wave of hair would oh, every now and then would come over the back of my head <laughs> and hit me in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> it was just wet. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, 100% I've experienced that before. Just like someone else's wetness yeah. on you. Oh, wetness. Oh, man, that's <laughs> oh. worse than moist. <laughs> um, one year at Party in the Paddock, um, I, can't believe, I can't remember who we were watching, but one of my mates, we were like just like vibing out, just like dancing, and then – she like stops and like looks down and I was like, what? And a guy was literally peeing on her <gasps> just like no. in the middle of the pit. Just like, oh he was like out of his mind. I don't think he, know- no. he knew he was doing it. So like, she wasn't like mad or anything. She's just kind of like, Gross. what the fuck? <laughs> I just got pissed on. <laughs> and like, we had a great spot. So we didn't move. She just like was an absolute trooper. Oh God. Finished off the set. With, um, <laughs> with a smelly wee wee leg. Wee leg. Oh, that's so <laughs> oh, Mims. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, after I got covered in a wave of wetness, um, we, uh, my friend and I, uh, my friend is a huge, huge fan of Cancer Bats. She travelled from Perth for that show. Wow. Um, because they weren't, I don't think they were doing a full tour. I'm not entirely sure, but she came to see them. Um, she came down for like two or three days just for that show to catch up with us. And we ended up hanging out with a few of the guys backstage. And that particular tour, I think it was their guitarist had pulled out or left or uh, was sick or something. I'm not sure. And so they had Wade from Alexis on Fire filling in for their guitarist mm. on that tour. And so he was with them at Stay Gold. And we ended up hanging out with him back in the front bar after hours, after everything had sort of finished up. And eventually we ended up going back to another friend of his house. Um, And I realised that I was sitting in some woman's backyard who does PR for like (laughs) Panic at the Disco and Fallout Boy Mm -hmm. and Simple Plan. And she basically babysits (laughs) them when they come here. I don't even know her name. Um, But I was sitting in her backyard, her on one side, Wait on my left, my friend directly across from me, just having some sort of, it wasn't a tequila sunrise, but it looked like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of had a moment and I was like, is this real? (laughs) How did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Literally, how the fuck did I get here? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not even that big of a fan of these people. I don't know their music all that well. Mm -hmm. I just know who they are and I know that people really fucking love them. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here having drinks in someone's backyard (laughs) at five in the morning with them. Yeah. Hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was a a pinnacle point in time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and then, so surreal. And, and then drama happened and we left. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> until then, it was it was a moment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think an earlier one than that was probably the first time I went to see Hands Like Houses. And was that I, when I was there? No. No? This was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> um no they played Wrangler years and years ago Mm -hmm. and I would have been 17 or 18 maybe 16 even I don't Mm -hmm. know um I went to see them at Wrangler as much as I appreciate what Wrangler do I hate going there (laughs) it's so small is this a Bendigo no it's in Melbourne it's in Footscray oh Oh, okay Uh, it's right near well not right near it's a 15-minute walk from Tottenham Station. Okay. Um, and it's an amazing venue. They do a lot of local stuff. They do a great job. They have a dog that just basically lives there. <gasps> amazing. This huge golden retriever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but he's amazing. They, Beautiful. They put little headphones someone, on his Someone, what's his name? Tell someone us his name. Tell us. Messages. Oh, we need to know. Declan would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, they played there. I can't remember who the support acts were or anything like that, but we went. It was the first time I'd seen them live. I was obsessed with them. Still am. I took a friend of mine. Beautiful boys. Yes. Mm -hmm. Took a friend of mine who'd never been to a gig before, Mm -hmm. like ever. And she was this cute little Asian girl who, you know, very Christian and (laughs) didn't didn't know very much heavy music before high school. Mm -hmm. She met me and (laughs) all this sort of thing. I was the bad influence. Um, But we went to see Hands Like Houses and she was this anxious little bean. And when they finished and everything was done, Trenton jumped off stage and was just chatting to people really mm-hmm. casually, like as you do, you get to know people, you chat yeah. to your audience and whatever. And he did that and he jumped off and he was all sweaty. And <laughs> I was like, this is it. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to him. Um, and we ended up chatting. My friend was sitting, standing next to me and he and I were chatting. And I found out later that he forces himself. He has really bad anxiety. Mm. He forces himself to speak to his audience and his crowd and, and fans and all that after shows, before shows, whenever, to force himself to get over that anxiety, that social, mm-hmm. you know, issue. Um seeing him perform as well, you would have you would no know, idea. Not at all. He's such a good stage man. Mm-hmm. Um and he came off and he chatted to me like we'd known each other for years. And mm-hmm. it was the first time I'd met him. Didn't know anything about him personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I now know that he loves his red wine. He's actually quite a wine connoisseur. Wow. He knows his shit. Um, and, yeah, Chavis threw him like we'd known each other for years. My mm. friend didn't talk at all because she was too nervous, oh, didn't know what to say. Um, he walked away, did his thing. We left the venue. We got outside and she was like, what the fuck was that? Do you know him? And I'm like... No, she's like, you guys are talking like you're friends. How does that happen? I'm like, I don't know, but it was cool. Like, that was sick. And then yeah, years later I find out that he, you know, makes himself do that. Yeah. Which is a whole nother realm of, you know, mental health <clears throat> stuff. But that was really cool as well, just chatting to him. And he was so casual and so friendly. Mm-hmm. But to know that he was internally like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you're like me. Yeah. I'm speaking to people who are like like me and my music and mm-hmm. are here paying to see me play. Like, yeah. Then they were just – they were uh, still a relatively low mm-hmm. band sort of thing. They weren't as big as they are. And now they're, you know, headlining and playing Unify and – Doing a regional Aussie tour at the moment, I think. Tour, yeah. 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 But yeah, I think that's about all. It's okay for so far. episode. Yeah, I'll pull episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
For those who don't know, our website is www.thebatbeatpodcast.com. No dot au, no just dot com. Just dot com. Um, international yeah, yeah. domain. <laughs> um, we've got Facebook, obviously the same name, the Backbeat Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, give us a like, check us a follow, gonna, send us a message. We're going to check a Spotify playlist up there somewhere soon mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Some of our favourite music. Could be some of your favourite music on there too. Help us out. Even if you just share with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can actually see... Everyone who listens. So. <laughs> We're watching you. We're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are working also on some, like, written blogs as well yes. that we want to pop up on the website um, from, like, gig reviews, album reviews. Personal experiences. Yeah. Everything. Whatever. Um, thank you heaps for listening, even if it was for, like, 10 seconds and you got bored. Thanks anyway for giving us a go. Yeah. We, we appreciate that. Just again, all of our socials, we've got our website, www.thebackbeatpodcast.com. We've got our Facebook, we've got Instagram. Give us a like, follow, chuck us a message about anything you want to hear from us. Feedback, we would love. Obviously, mm. we're very new at doing this. Mm. We don't know what we're doing. Um, t- techniques equipment anything literally we'd, anything like, we'd love to hear it give it to us absolutely <laughs> if you know someone who wants to come and chat with us on here or if you want to chat on here with us let us know invite us to a gig yeah anything we're here for you guys thank you for listening and uh we'll, we'll, we won't see you guys next time but yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs> Thanks for listening and tune in next time when we'll be talking to well-known local photographer, director and producer Warwick Hughes, who has worked with great Aussie names like The Vans, Trophy Eyes, and we'll be talking all about his career and his personal experiences within the creative and music industry. Check us out at thebackbeatpodcast.com, our Instagram at thebackbeatpodcast, and sign up for our new e-newsletter to be updated when new episodes and funky news comes out. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.